Uh, hello there, everyone, and welcome to the Chiropractic Y podcast. Today, I'm joined by the most amazing Dr. Josh Wagner from Patient Mastery. How are you doing today, Josh? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, and thank you for the amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, mate. Well, I try and start to be a little bit positive, and uh, I certainly say that I certainly think that of you after our brief couple of meetings, but it's always been fun. But, Josh... Let's get into it. Tell everyone that's listening um, how you ended up in chiropractic and we'll head on from there to give some people some more amazing content. Oh, absolutely. So I'll tell a story that will introduce the most significant point I could make for you listeners, especially from a philosophical angle. I'm back 20 years old. I'm a sophomore at New York University with absolutely no direction. And somehow, somewhere, of course, it was supposed to happen. Chiropractic pops into my head start doing my research, start realizing this is something I can see myself going into and get two different mentors in Manhattan, two chiropractors who I would go and get adjusted by weekly and get their advice, get their feedback. And within the first year of seeing them, both of them at the same exact time said, Josh, if this is something you really want to do, you really want to be a chiropractor and you want to be a great one, you've got to go meet Pasquale. That's all they said. First name, Pasquale. Both of them said this at the same time. And they gave me an address out in Brooklyn, New York. Not the nice part of Brooklyn where it is now. Like the part of, <laughs> the part of Brooklyn, you know, you don't want to be out after the sun goes down. There's the elevated train tracks, the graffiti. Uh, you wouldn't take a date there, for instance. And they said, Josh, be there by 7.15 Thursday night. Don't show up late. Front door is going to be open, unlocked. Find the stairs downstairs and just go wait. Now that's kind of ominous. I'm, you know, nothing ever oh, good really like happens. It in a place. Yeah, like oh, nothing ever. <laughs> you know, it's Brooklyn. It's Pasquale. Nothing really ever good happens in a basement. It sounds but... like a budget. It sounds like a budget, like uh, a bad guy title, like Pasquale the man. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, or like a bad porn director. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So, so I make my way out there, and it's a it's a home in Brooklyn, bad neighborhood. Front door's unlocked, no one's upstairs, and it, it's old, you know, like yellow carpet, like musty smell. There's paintings of wolves on the wall, framed paintings. And I find that door down to the basement. I go down, and I, as I'm going down, I see that it's a brightly lit basement, and there's rows of church benches filled with people, filled with adults waiting there. No one's talking, and a whole wall of blackboards. And I sit down next to someone, I introduce myself, I find out this, this gentleman's a chiropractor, and they're all waiting for Pasquale to come in and speak, and he's nowhere to be found. And in a few minutes, a 92-year-old man who looks like Albert Einstein, with the crazy white puffy hair, the big glasses, comes out and starts speaking with such passion and such purpose and such authority on chiropractic, philosophy, spirituality, self-development. And Pasquale was my most significant chiropractic mentor growing up. I would go back multiple, multiple times, not every single Thursday, but over the years attended uh, one of his retreats in upstate New York. And he was such a beautiful soul. He passed a few years ago that for 30 plus years after practicing, he would speak every Thursday night to chiropractors, past patients, past employees that he had, and had a beautiful practice seven days a week out of his home in Brooklyn with 
a line of people wrapped around the block to come see him in with two adjusting rooms. One of them adjustments were $2. Now remember this was many years ago. Yeah. The other room, <laughs> the other room, the adjustments were $5. And the difference is the $5 room, you got to skip the line. So that's how, <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I've never heard of that. Yeah. So that's how Pasquale practiced and Pasquale never talked practice he never talked strategy he never talked technique he never talked practice management he only talked philosophy spirituality personal growth and development and i could boil everything he taught down into three words that would be his mantra and you need to take this into every adjustment every patient interaction and even outside of your practice walls into every aspect of your life because it means such a difference and literally what i'm about to share with you a female chiropractor after one of my seminars a few months ago in the states tattooed it on her arm what i'm about to share with you because she wanted to always remember it and always see it to keep her head in its best best place and Pasquale's entire message could be boiled down to tone over bone, T-O-N-E over bone. Now let's take it into the chiropractic sense. Your adjustment, it's not so much about what analysis you choose, what technique you choose, what bone you line up on. It's your tone. It's the force application you're putting into that body, into the system, not just with your hand or instrument, but with your intention over what bone you're adjusting, what technique you choose to do. Tone over bone, your communication, you go into a new patient consult, is your intention, I've got to convince this person, I've got to script something super correctly, I've got to get them to understand or agree with chiropractic, or is your intention, I'm going to give them the best experience they've ever had with a doctor, and they're going to end up loving chiropractic because of that everything comes down to your tone your tone tone is your being your intention the bone is whatever you choose to do we all know great chiropractors who practice every different technique every different type of analysis you go give a talk and five different chiropractors can give the same talk to the same audience and there'll be five different results because it's not the talk it's the tone it's who you showed up as no differently than if you went to a screening five chiropractors could be at the same screening see the same people and they'll have five very different results of who decided to say yeah i want to come in and and get an exam with you because it's all about your tone so the first first real lesson that i learned in chiropractic and i'm so grateful for is tone over bone and i'll tell you i learned from the greats i got to stay over in reggie gold's apartment multiple times on my drives back between new york and atlanta when i went to life university i used to fall asleep listening to sigafoo cds and got to go to gatherings with sigafoo's gatherings uh de with sid williams like i've learned from the greatest in this profession and there's no stronger and more important message than i could share from all of them than tone over bone in every patient adjustment, interaction, how you approach your practice. And of course, this doesn't, this isn't relegated to practice. This is every aspect of your life, how you live your life. So Johnny, what are you, what are you hearing from that that you think chiropractors oh. need, to, need to hear? I mean, man, I, I love that story. I love the fact that you had to just jump in at the deep end. Yep. When you began, like, what an interesting story. And the more and more that we're 
that we do these podcasts and the more chiropractors I meet, I love how many chiropractors have these crazy stories of how they kind of went from being like Mr. Uncomfortable in the room to clicking with something or hearing something that set their brain off and how it landed them in, in this different uh, path of life or different profession for a lot of people. So I, I love the way that um, however many years on, because I know you're probably what you were 20 then and now you're only 21. So it wasn't that long. Ago. Right. But um, I love the fact that you were exposed to chiropractic in such a way that it ignited your your whole mentality to be open enough to go to a setting like that. And then also, I think it's incredible that we all have these talks that we've listened to through our lives. And for a lot of us, they're from different chiropractors that resonate so strongly with you that it changes so much. And that you still hold on to that concept now. In fact, even that someone's tattooed it onto themselves. I think that's, that's amazing. It's amazing. Absolutely. And and if I forgot to say Pasquale's full name, it's Pasquale Sarasoli, C-E-R-A-S-O-L-I. If you want to look him up, do some research on him. Just an absolute beautiful soul chiropractor, considered the godfather of chiropractic. So Pasquale Sarasoli is his full name out of Brooklyn, New York. Um, repping, repping New York there. Yeah. And, and I'll say from all of my experience over the last, I guess, 10 plus years of being out of school in practice and working with chiropractors literally all over the world, this has nothing to do with New York or US chiropractic. The concept of tone over bone is so important because we get so wrapped up in thinking we have to do everything right, meaning we have to say the right words, we have to follow this technique precisely. And, and I'm not against following pre- technique precisely, but we all know it's not about the technique. It's about who delivers that technique. What's your intention? Because you could have five NUCA doctors have five very different results, five SOT doctors, five very different results. It's all about you, your tone, your intention behind what you do. And the reason this is such a big deal in our profession, unlike let's say dentistry or PT or orthopedics, in all those professions, there's one set protocol for how to do what you do when a patient comes in with a knee injury, uh, you know, need a root canal. In chiropractic, as soon as it was created, it started to deviate into many different philosophies, approaches, and techniques, which, and then ever since then, it's just keeping deviated, like uh, tributaries of rivers. And that causes lots of really good chiropractors and students to have uncertainty because what's the right technique? What's the right analysis? What's the right recommendations? What's the right care plan? What's the right fees? all of these. And it's both a blessing and a curse. The blessing is that you have so much freedom and you get to choose however you want to practice. You can, you're not, you're not handcuffed and that's beautiful. But the curse is that we're constantly doubting ourselves and second guessing ourselves of what should I do? And then sometimes we listen to who's the most charismatic, who's the most powerful stage speaker and think we have to do what they say, even if it's not what we believe in. And that's where a lot of good chiropractors go wrong and end up self-sabotaging is thinking you got to memorize the script that you don't believe in or do a technique that you don't believe in just because someone else does it who's successful. Realize that when you get your tone, meaning you decide what's right in your mind, in your heart of how you want to take care of someone, how you want to speak to them, how you want to adjust them, 
and you do that with integrity and power and certainty, that's when your tone's going to be at its best. And that's when people are going to say yes. They're going to stay with you. They're going to refer more to you. They're not going to have an issue with your fees, whatever they may be. And everything changes. And I've seen that happen in countless doctors over the past few years. And, and I was grateful to be in Europe a few months ago, uh, Johnny, that's when we met, to, to deliver this uh, training in Barcelona and finally get to meet so many amazing UK and European doctors. Well, actually, that, that sort of segues us nicely onto the next little bit. I was just about to say it was amazing that we caught up and uh, luckily enough to share a, share a beer or two the other day when you were over in Barcelona. It was lovely to finally put an actual face to the name. And I heard so much positive feedback after your seminar about how um, you get chiropractors thinking slightly differently about the, about the first visit. Can you explain like a little bit about that and how you, what's your own take on how to provide that first visit and a nice balance between explaining chiropractic, explaining our philosophy, but not getting bogged down in that and not making it all about us, making it about the, about the person that shows up and the person in front of you that we need to serve. Absolutely. So I'm going to give you another line in this next part that you want to write down, you want to tattoo it on your forearm, you want to put it on your bathroom mirror. So just like the tone over bone in every endeavor you go into, I'm going to give you another way to understand the patient interaction to make it so much easier for you as a chiropractor and to make it easier for your patients to want your care and get your care. So here's the other major sabotage of chiropractors, especially philosophical chiropractors. We're so passionate about what we do. It makes so much sense to us. We devoted our life to giving this care, making a difference in the world. And we think that our new patients, people coming to us right off the street, they're most likely in pain. They've probably never been to a chiropractor before. They really have no idea what it is. They're hoping you could help them. And the sabotage is thinking that we need to get them to understand, agree, and accept what we understand and agree about and accept in terms of chiropractic in order for them to say, yeah, let's get started. I want to get adjustments from you. I want to pay you. That's the sabotage. We actually don't need them to understand what we understand or to agree with it. Now that may happen in time. And if it does, amazing. And if they ask for it, absolutely give it to them. But what happens when we try to force feed it? So in, in the States, there's a lot of tactics to try to get people convinced chiropractic is the answer. It may be a subluxation pamphlet that they have to read and memorize before they see the doctor for the first time. It may be a new patient video that they have to watch in a locked room by themselves. It may be a 45-minute recommendations conversation. It may be a mandatory, everyone has to come with their spouse lay lecture for an hour and a half. And there's nothing wrong with any of those. But again, it's the tone over bone. But let people ask for it. Let the patients who want more have a way. So give your lay lectures, have all the answers to their questions. But when it comes to that new patient coming off the street, seeking you out, most likely in pain. So they're stressed, they're anxious, they're probably a little skeptical because of our profession's reputation. When you start focusing Instead of trying to convince them that chiropractic is great and chiropractic is for them and chiropractic works, and you focus all of your energy on finding out what really they want, deeper than getting the pain away, getting, the, getting their health back, 
the difference that makes in their life when you find that out and you tell them that's what you want for them too and that's what your care is going to provide you will see a 10 times greater acceptance retention referrals and just ease to the relationship where there doesn't have to be any convincing or educating now there's time for education absolutely but the very first interaction guaranteed if you eliminated 80% of the education you're doing right now you have far far more investment retention and referrals by new patients <clears throat> and then through the course of care especially when they start getting symptomatically better because then they trust you what you do works and they're not in a sympathetic physiology or psychology they can start hearing you and listening to well why is this working? How is this working? What is this thing called chiropractic? Who else can it benefit? All of those things. But first on in your initial consult exam, when you give recommendations, if you focus on getting patients their life back, you will see a complete change in how much easier practice gets. And guess what? That's what chiropractic is. It's getting people their life back, no matter how you want to explain subluxation, your technique, your philosophy, chiropractic allowing more life to fully course through the body allows someone not just to get out of pain and be healthier, but it allows them to do what they want to do in life, what they care about. And you have no idea what that is unless you ask them, find it out, and then let them know that that's what you want for them too. So yeah, you can talk symptoms. You could talk about ADLs, activities of daily living. You can talk about the difference it's going to make in their life because chiropractic is people getting their life back. And when you're giving that, that's a beautiful message. Everyone can understand it. No one's going to feel threatened by it. You don't have to convince or get, get agreement. You're just giving them what they want through your unique approach, which you're an expert in, which is your form of chiropractic. And you can let go of all the videos and the handouts and the really long report of findings, the mandatory lay lectures, and just have a simple few minute conversation with them. And practice starts getting a lot easier and a lot busier. So to boil it down to that one sentence is, you know, what are patients actually investing in you for? It's not chiropractic. It's not your technique. It's not your care plan. It's not even their results. It's not x-ray change, scan changes, postural changes. Patients are investing in you to get their life back. And when you communicate in that way to them and find out what getting their life back means to them, because there's no script for that, everyone's unique. For some people, that may be sitting on the couch and watching TV. For some people, that's playing golf. For some people, that's picking up their grandchildren. For some people, that's the peace of mind of not having this anxiety of, is my, are my headaches going to come back? Is my neck going to go out again? When you have that relationship with someone practice gets again so much busier so much easier and so much more profitable and you deserve that as a chiropractor for your lifestyle to be helping more people making more money and it being easier there's no reason a good chiropractor doesn't deserve that so johnny yeah tell me what I you're love, hearing from i that. love I, I love that i love that i mean for me um uh, nothing is bigger than life right it's a saying that we've all heard and I like the way that you dial that back into what does it actually mean for people to have more life? Because a lot of the time, it's so easy to go in there when we're busy, 
and we've seen lots of people and to just be on that auto run pilot of, you know, this is what I do. This is what chiropractic is. And without taking time to connect to them and understanding what is it that they want? What is it that they need? And then how can I explain, you know, this is the process that we need to go and motivate them with their own words. Exactly. I I love that. I love that. And so that's the tone. Like, sure. Are there plenty of sentences and words to best, best, um, communicate that with patients but the tone is what happens more and when you're just speaking your truth and you actually care about that person your tone is i want what you want i want to give you your life back and i want to know what that it means you are going to do fabulous compared to thinking you have to memorize a script where they have to understand chiropractic and all the jargon that we've all heard and it's that's how it should be practiced and and i'll tell you johnny I'll i'll go a little deeper with you here is that so much, especially because I work with chiropractors, whether they're on the very strong and strict philosophical end to the very opposite end. And in the very straight, strong philosophical end of chiropractic, so much of the need to get patients to get it, you know, to agree and accept and understand actually comes from an inner insecurity and an uncertainty and a low self-esteem planted from our profession so for instance when you own something whether it's like a philosophy maybe it's your religion maybe it's just how you see the world when you own it you don't need to convince anyone else and you don't care what they think it's when you don't own it that you need to convince other people because it actually makes you feel more secure because you have some hesitancies so as simple as chiropractic is it can get very convoluted when, again, we talk about all the different techniques and analyses and philosophies. And so a lot of chiropractors get attached to the rah-rah fist pump, yeah, I'm philosophical, but they don't really own it. And that actually causes them to need to convince their patients because then it'll convince them more, oh, if they understand it, then it must be what I'm thinking is right. And that actually is a huge self-sabotage. So when you own what you do and what you know, you don't need to convince anyone else. They can feel that from you. And that's actually the strongest way for them to come on board and say, like, what is this you're doing? Like, I like this. I want to know more. And then have your, if you want to do classes and talk about philosophy, the people that want to come will show up. Um, and that's really, really important, especially for our profession, the whole uncertainty, self-esteem aspect of thinking. That's why patients need to understand, to, re- to validate our own uh, uh, thoughts. I, that's certainly something that um, I've seen a lot more recently with uh, people that have been on a course. A lot of the the conversations post people finishing uh, the philosophy course with us have just said, like, there's a huge difference between, like, having read philosophy and studying it a little bit to owning it. And the difference that that makes in people's communication, and that fits straight back into the, what you were saying earlier, when when everything about you, you own what chiropractic yeah. is and what that would be for you or, or however you've studied it, that's very different than portraying what you should be saying or something. And that inner belief, that inner truth and knowing in depth what it is you're talking about means that you kind of get to remove it a little bit from your communication because people can just understand it from the way that you're talking and people pick it up. Absolutely. Like... You, like if you kept your philosophy in your heart, in your head, in your hands, delivering that adjustment, 
and removed 80% of it from your words, you will get more people to actually come on board and want more, accept it, and understand it. And that's the magic. That's, that's huge. That's huge. Josh, thank you very much for joining us today. You, as always, whenever we chat, you always make me laugh and give me some great inspiration. So um, thank you so <laughs> much again for, for coming back on and doing the call. Before we leave you, um, if people want to get in touch, what's the best way for them to get hold of you? Easiest way to get a lot more videos and more examples of how to put, put this into your practice, go to patientmastery.com. You'll have countless videos you can find where I'll give you more like, okay, say this, here's a way to recommend care, all of that. So you can get that all, it's all free. And I'll be in the UK in, well, I don't know when this is going to be released, but June of 2020 for a live seminar. So I hope to get to meet you there. Oh, and hopefully I'll be there as well because I missed the last one. So not again, not again. Um, so the final question that we give to everyone, you can make it as brief or as long as you like. But why for you is chiropractic philosophy important? Why for me is chiropractic philosophy important? Just like any philosophy, it, it's your rudder. It keeps you grounded. It guides what you do. I think it comes back to the tone over bone. If you don't have a tone, tone is your philosophy. If you don't have a tone, you're just going to be chasing. You're going to be a dog chasing its tail, chasing the next bone, going from script to script to technique to technique to coach to coach thinking the bone is the answer you get your philosophy and your tone down of what you believe in what you're certain about and what's important there is there doesn't have to be the right one it just has to be right for you you get your tone down you can have five different techniques you can have five different practice styles they'll all turn out and work out for you hone your bone hone your tone you'll get the bone <laughs> what, what a great line to finish on guys thank you very much for listening make sure you're following us on all of the social medias at the the chiropractic why and look out for our next episode coming soon thanks again josh and i will speak to you in a bit all right thank you johnny ladies